0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 3245. The Bandits of Golak is the seventh of nine episodes from season two of Star Wars Visions that we will be talking about today. And yeah, let's dive into it. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voiland and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we'll do this in our typical 7 Takeaway Breakdown style, talking about the bandits of Golag. We'll start with, as we have been doing, with an idea about where it could take place in the canon timeline. If this had actually happened or was inspired by real events, of course this is legendary at best. But because of the fact that we have stormtroopers, that our heroes are on the run from the Empire, and we have an Inquisitor showing up in this then we have to say that this would be taking place during those dark times starting in 19 BBY could be going as far out as 10 ABY, potentially, depending on where we are in the galaxy. However, I do think it's kind of fascinating to consider the idea of the Inquisitors. We don't necessarily know when the Inquisitors are last in business, right? At this point, there's no evidence of Inquisitors operating beyond the events of A New Hope, but hey, you know, anything's possible. For a second takeaway, we'll cover the plot, mostly a mild spoiler at best situation. So we've got two kids, an older brother, a younger sister who are on a train trying to find some particular hideout place where the older brother is supposed to take the girl because their father says this is going to be safe because it turns out that the young girl is force sensitive, which means that there are people who are looking for her and want to take her away. And the place that the father has sent these two kids would be referred to in our galaxy as a Daba. Dha ba, which is kind of like a truck stop situation. All the amenities out in the middle of nowhere comparatively speaking that you might be looking for and Daba actually also refers to a kind of cuisine in India as well that focuses on you know, food that can keep for long periods of time and ways of cooking that will allow the food to stay fresh for long periods of time so... <laughs> There's a little bit of the briefing on that. For a third takeaway, this is now the third episode in this season of Star Wars Visions that features a character who is younger than another character and related in some fashion who wants to do more in taking on the Empire and is being told not to, but then gets involved anyway, right, in the stars we had the younger sister who wanted to fight the Empire that set up the factory on their planet and the older sister was telling her to no, in the spy dancer we had the dancer and her not quite daughter but you know someone who was like a daughter to her Hattice who wanted to fight the Empire and the spy dancer was telling her "No, nope, you're not old enough you're not ready although in this case Ronnie is more like the younger sister in In the Stars in that she causes trouble when she's not supposed to and it's so bizarre because I've been watching Succession and they just told a story about a young child Logan Roy who was on a boat that had been left adrift and was told by their adults on the boat that if they moved if they caused any noise whatsoever that nazi u-boats would find them and sink them and so they were utterly silent and motionless for days. Yeah, it's totally different from the kids that we're seeing in these Star Wars Vision shorts. And of course, utterly unrelated as well. For a fourth takeaway, I want to mention the fact that we have also another dynamic train sequence. So it seems like we're getting a little bit more in the way of train sequences in Star Wars storytelling for action-related purposes. I think most recently we had one in the Book of Boba Fett, and then prior to that we had a great train sequence in Solo A Star Wars Story and with the animation style, um, Quizmaster Joe, who has not been on the show for a while, but those of you who are longtime listeners of the show will remember Quizmaster Joe, pointed out that the animation style is very Clone Wars-like and there was a great Clone Wars episode that featured a young Boba Fett and also a Saj Ventress that took place on a train as well. And this one actually kind of compares to Solo A Star Wars Story in terms of its complexity with the number of you know groups of people, the number of interests that were watching, be involved in this whole situation. Although the trained raiders slash robbers slash rebels, whoever they are doesn't really amount to much in the sense that they come out to go after the train and yes there are members of the empire on speeder bikes and there are exchanges between them but yeah nothing really comes of that particular situation it's just a bit of extra drama that happens in the midst of the sequence. For a fifth takeaway I'll flag the fact that not only do we get a great train action sequence we also get a great lightsaber battle sequence as well and building off the idea of this being sort of Clone Wars like animation which that and you know goes on to bad batchy kind of animation in a way this makes you wonder what would have happened if they had been making the clone wars in 2023 what the lightsaber action would have looked like i mean imagine what we saw in the revival of the clone wars in season 7 bring that ahead a couple of years and have the entire clone wars of that like that battle between the inquisitor and rugal is just amazing Although, and this is a nitpicky thing, it doesn't seem like that dust storm that shows up really affects anybody's vision or anything like that. Nobody's going like, ah, and covering their eyes. Everybody's able to move around. I think it's just, kind of limiting visibility basically but it's not interfering with anybody's vision nobody seems to be having trouble actually (laughs) using their eyes and for a sixth takeaway we have something that's almost reminiscent of the path not the path of the open hand in the high republic but the path from the obi-wan kenobi series where this turns out that this particular location is helping to make Jedi and force sensitive people disappear, although in this case it seems like there are more force sensitive people who are actually living on Golak. It's almost like a secret covert like the Mandalorians in a sense. That's sort of how it's pitched to us. But I think this is the first time that we've been presented with, at least since the rebooting of the canon in 2014, with the idea of a path, a way for people to disappear but that's specific to force-sensitive people. And for a seven takeaway, our fun fact one, they don't translate the Arabesh for us in the audio description for the Daba where the heroes of our story arrive. However, I translated it for you, so it says Golak Mahal, Mahal like the Taj Mahal, right? A Mahal being a palace in the way that it's being used here. Sort of seems like it's a little bit at odds with the idea of a Daba, but hey, that's okay. You know, just mix it up and mash it up and make it cool because it's Star Wars. Why not? Star Wars is all about mixing and mashing and remixing and whatnot. And if you really want to dig into this, Golak is a Punjabi word that means the sort of offering box where people put their donations in a Sikh worship hall. And And there is also another word that's right on the wall that goes downward next to where it says Golok Mahal. And that translates to hookah, H-O-O-O-K-A as it's spelled in there too. So there you go. That's what I've got for you for this episode. The bandits of Golok. The bandits are the kids as they see themselves. But yeah, they're a lot more than that as it turns out. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. I mean,